Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. My name is Tiana, and welcome back to another episode of From the Field to the Track. And today, I'm not joined by my co-host and best friend. Today, I am joined by a very, very special guest. I am joined by the one, the only, Hamda Al-Kubaisi. Hamda, how are you today? Very good, thank you. I'm. That's good, that's always good. Um. So... I wanted to like talk to Hamda. Obviously, she's a very famous junior junior racing driver, especially having racing in Formula One Academy in its inaugural season. So, Hamda, would you be able to give us a bit of an elevator pitch and a bit of a summary of who you are? Yeah. So, my name is Hamda Kubesi. I started racing at the age of twelve uh, in karting. I'm one of the first uh, female Emirati drivers. Uh, alongside my sister Amna, who uh, you might have heard of as well. And uh, yeah, I, I started in single-seaters um, four years ago in Formula 4. And uh, from there, I, I jumped into a Freca as well. I've done really good achievements and uh, we were able to, to build on that and uh, get into F1 Academy as well. And uh, yeah, last year I was able to finish top three in the championship, which was a really good result for me. And uh, now in our second season in F1 Academy again, we're supported by Red Bull this time. Yeah, like you've like you've done. Honestly, I started watching Formula One in twenty twenty one, and I started like learning about junior series and stuff in like twenty twenty two and stuff. And like you were one of the first drivers I knew, and honestly, like it's genuinely like so like I'm so starstruck to have you on the podcast. But that's all of that aside. Um, but like you said, over the course of the first season, the inaugural season of F1 Academy, you had the chance to do some pretty amazing things. And in my mind, one of the standout moments from the 2023 season was winning in Valencia only 75 days after breaking your wrist, wrist and radius in a crash. Can you explain to me and just everyone how you were feeling after breaking your wrist and then obviously how sweet that victory felt after winning? Yes, yeah, so Gidger reminded me. I actually completely forgot to mention uh, about the injury uh, that I had. It was a it was a big one. It was one that uh, I actually um, I didn't think I would recover from so so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, I was told you know it would take me four months um, to to get back in the car, but I was back already um, uh, only six weeks after, and uh, you know not driving fully with the arm, but only seventy percent. And yeah, it was a really really long tough journey i would say uh, one of the toughest journey of journeys i've ever had and uh, yeah to be able to actually win in valencia after that considering that in austria actually i could have won already it was already like a big thing for me because um, i had a lot of bad luck there but i was really yeah. close to the win at the end and uh, yeah i was able to do it in valencia and maximize uh, you know our, our potential and even throughout the season i was really happy with how things went so so yeah it, yeah, it was a tough, tough journey and uh, I'm glad to, to be able to recover from it and I'm sure it's something that I'll always remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why always? You remember your first wins, obviously, and obviously your first win in F1 Academy has to be one of the most special first wins of anyone I can think of. Um, another major talking point out of the F1 Academy season was the lack of streaming services for people around the world to be able to watch it live obviously we could watch the races after they had finished and we they would like live updates but we could not watch it live like we could with say other junior categories like formula 2 formula 3 and freca like you like other categories you have raced in um however in austin we got to st- we got the rights to stream the first ever F1 Academy race, and that would have been so sweet for you because you got to win race two. And I just wanted to know what was your thoughts on the importance of F1 Academy being able to stream and like fans of Formula One and just anything really in motorsports to be able to watch F1 Academy live. 
Yeah, I think it's really important because like people got interested to begin with. And um, if it wasn't streamed, it was really difficult for them then to keep up with the drivers to understand, you know, what they went through exactly. Because some people would say, oh, well, why did you get this result? But they wouldn't know exactly what happened in the race, only because, you know, the highlights also didn't really show as much as what the race actually showed. So it was nice that they finally streamed it in Austin. And um, this year it's going to be all streamed. So, yeah, it's it's a big step that they've done. And, and it helps the fans feel more connected with the drivers. It's something that's really important for us. So I'm glad that they overcame it. And for this year, it's fully, yeah. fully streamed. Yeah. <laughs> and also, what were your really like your, your thoughts on when F1 Academy was introduced? Did you what was your initial thoughts? And what do you think is good that the FIA have introduced like F1 Academy and especially a pushing uh, having a major push to get females into motorsport and especially one day getting a full time female driver in Formula One? Yeah, honestly, after my season in Freca, I really struggled in terms of budget and, and you know, uh, my family, like, they support me in racing, but it was really difficult to keep up with the, with how much money I needed to spend for it. And, yeah, it was getting really difficult to maintain. And F1 Academy came by as, like, a lifesaver because I didn't really know what I was going to do. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it helped me a lot because, you know, the cost was low. And at the same time, we went to a lot of tracks. We, we had a lot of track time. So it was really important for me and and it was it was something that i needed i needed track time i needed to be there all the time so so yeah and i think you know um especially like this year also more track time is involved and and they're doing things also in karting for for female drivers mm -hmm. and to have f1 teams involved as well it's it's a really really big step and it's you know it's important for female drivers um Fair enough. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so even in karting, it's it's much better now. So, yeah, it's just an amazing, amazing step that they're doing. Yeah, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I think we need more. We mean we need more females in the F one panic, and it would be amazing to one day see a full time F one driver who is a female. And like yeah, you exactly. mentioned before, you mentioned your sister. And while I was doing some, I was trying trying to do some research to ask you some questions. I found out that you and your sister were both featured on the Forbes Middle East 30 under 30 list. How was that? Obviously, I can't imagine being featured on that list, especially at your age as well. Both of you. How, how did that feel? And how does it feel to know that you're racing alongside your sister, especially now that you're teammates? Yeah, for the 30 under 30, I actually didn't know I was going to be part of it. And I found it on, the, I was just scrolling and I found it on the on the paper. I was like, oh, I'm part of it. It's something shocking to me. But uh, yeah, it's nice yeah. To, be, to be noticed by them. And uh, especially alongside my sister, we've been racing together in karting and uh, through formula as well, like for a really long time. And she's the main reason why I got into the sport as well. So it's nice to share this passion with her. And, uh, you know, now being teammates for two seasons in a row, it's uh, it's nice for us. We, we we get along really well and, you know, we, we help each other on track. So it's really good. Yeah. And it's always good, at least like going into, I can't imagine how it would be just going into like a brand new setting, especially in F1 Academy, brand new thing. Everyone is new. You're all kind of in the same boat. But then at least you have like your sister to know, like, if anything goes wrong, I have my sister. She's by my side yeah. no matter what. That's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But not only are you and your sister both a part of the uh, the same F1 Academy team, you are also, like you mentioned, signed to the Red Bull Junior Academy from 2024 onwards. It is honestly one of the one of the most amazing things. I it was like probably like early in the morning Australia time, and I woke up to see it, and I was like, this is this is amazing. Um, and so do you. 
can you shed any light on how this happened and how important you think it is, in your opinion, to be sponsored by like a team by Red Bull? Obviously, you've talked about the costs and how hard it is to even be in a form like a junior Formula series. Yeah, I think you know, especially getting the call, it was around July last year, and you know the the announcement of F1 teams being involved wasn't even out yet, and I was really shocked to even get the get the call. And uh, yeah, it was it was really special because I didn't think I would be presented by the contract right away, right there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's something really special for me, and I've never been noticed by an F1 team. So to finally be part of it and to see how much preparation they put into it with the sim, with the physical training, uh, mental training, they give us all the support we need, and it's something I never had in the in the past seasons. So. Yeah, I'm really happy that, uh, you know, F1 Academy pushed for that. And, uh, uh, yeah, we're getting a lot more support and a lot a lot of things that we need that other junior Formula drivers do get and, and female drivers, you know, are getting it now. So the results can come with this. So we're happy about yeah. it. That's always good. I Yeah, like I think, obviously, we've always heard the stories of people having to drop out of Junior Formula Series because they can't afford it. And I always think it's harder for females to be recognised, as like I've heard several drivers say, like, there's only a smaller number of women getting in, but now it's the, the number of women has grown exponentially. And it's <laughs> going to be easier for drivers and female drivers to get noticed, sorry, and by teams like Red Bull. And I think it's gonna it's a really good step forward and I like you said, it is amazing that F one Academy actually pushed to get F one teams a part of like F one Academy and have them mandatory have a driver in that series. So it's absolutely amazing for yeah. that and I love that. Um so I just have some quick fire questions for you now. Mm-hmm. So what is your all time favourite track that you have raced at? Well, I haven't raced at it yet, but Jeddah would be for sure was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the test that we had I was sh- like shocked by the track. It's really, really amazing. So it's one of my favorites for sure. That's good. <clears throat> Sorry, I went to Taylor Swift no last night, so my voice. Is kind of <laughs> cool. Um, what is the favorite team that you have been a part of, like over the course of your career? I think for sure, I would say MP. Right now, I have a really good relation with them, and we work really well together. And uh, you know, they're like a family. And uh, you know, anything I need, they really help me and support me. So. For sure, MP Motorsport, yeah. That's always good. And what is your most memorable, like your most memorable race win? I would say um, probably Valencia. Yeah, after I had the injury and yeah, that first win, it was special to me. I can imagine. Like I said, I think your first win, first wins are always memorable, but your first win, I think it's a little bit bit more memorable. (laughs) So. So now normally, this is where my co-host steps in. It's the kind of the way we wrap up the segment, uh, wrap up the podcast, but it is called mm-hmm. The Drive of Your Life. So okay. I will take it over. I will take it over <laughs> for her. So welcome to The Drive of Your Life. We take lots of drives in our lives, but none more important than the F1 Academy drivers. We essentially ask you a question, just put you in a situation, and then we ask you any driver, past or present, which driver you would want to fulfill the scenario with you. So mm-hmm. today's drive of your life question is, what driver from the 2023-2024 F1 Academy grid would you like to take on a hot lap? So you're driving them around any track of your choice. Uh, probably Emily. She's fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> <So> take her. <laughs> Yeah, did she get scared easily? Yeah, she she's not scared actually. She's really like risky, but, but she's she's fun to be around. So that's always good. Do you have a track in mind that you would like take her on a hot lap for, or like ideally? 
Oh, uh, probably Monaco. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that. That would be yeah. so fun. But yeah. we've come to the end of the episode and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for Hamna for joining us and obviously you can check out the entire season of F1 Academy this year when but it's always before F1 Academy races and you're racing at some pretty cool tracks this year. So once again, a huge thank you to Hamna for joining us and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Hi.